Hey, real quick, if uh, if you guys are following along with our podcast and you kind of want to know what's going on with our league, um, you could do so at uh, anchor.fm slash grid hyphen iron. That's anchor.fm slash grid hyphen iron. If you go there, we got a link to our website that has our spreadsheet on it with all the teams and, and all the contracts and restricted free agents. And then you can also uh, leave a message for us and let us know kind of what you think or any questions you have uh, on that website. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Gridiron 4th and 1 podcast. My name is Rishi, and I am your host. Today, I have with me my co-host, my normal co-host. He's back from vacation. Nardo, Nardo, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, Nuni was slandering my name on the last podcast. I cannot wait to uh, get retribution, but it is good to be back in the United States after having my brain tickled by these COVID tests. <laughs> you had to take COVID tests? Oh my God. We took one in Mexico to come back here. They have to take one to go back to work, which they said was too early. So I had to take another one today. <laughs> I was like, it is the worst. And the ones I took today and on Sunday were like self-administered. So I'd like, self-mutilate myself it wow. is the worst feeling in the world that sounds terrible i know uh, at least well, the vacation was have, good right vacation was good yes all right not being here and not being at work is the best feeling ever so would you recommend tulum yeah it's actually fun i was like if you're gonna look for a party scene it's definitely worth it it's like cancun but not all inclusive with a lot of like party scene a lot of like fun stuff to do but don't go in september slash late august because a lot of rain, a lot of seaweed, which sucks. Dang. All right. Well, speaking of uh, party scene, we got a special guest today. Uh, he is uh, Zane's arch rival, uh, Austin. Austin, how are you doing? How are you doing, man? I, I, I know that uh, Zane sent us a message that you basically trolled him and asked him how you can have a, a one-round snake draft. Um, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the intro, Rishi. Smooth one, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank uh, you. yeah, that was like, the first... The first thought I had when Zane mentioned that, and that was even before the whole beef thing came up. But once the beef thing came up, like 30 seconds later in that podcast episode, I was like, all right, I need to, I need to break this to him. That the whole point I of snake it. is that you have multiple rounds. You can't do a snake draft. It's just one round. Re- regular order or reverse draft. or re- re- Regular or reverse order. That's it. I know. I was like listening to this podcast last week, and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I was like, the concept made sense, but the way they worded it was awful. Thank God we got some linguists on this actual podcast. That's true. That's true. You know, Nuni like, you know, speaks and listens at a, what, third grade level. So luckily me and Austin are here to pick up the slack. Yeah, that's right. I'm going hard at Nuni today. (laughs) We got plenty more of that real quick. uh, So, you know, this past week uh, we had a lot of uh, events going on. And so uh, one of the big things was, you know, we had a draft yesterday night. Um, Got a couple of Zoom calls in that was and some uh, auto-picking from Kieran. How did you guys think a draft went last night? For myself or for you talking about just the draft in general? Because myself, I hated my draft. Well, I cannot lie. I will say after looking at it earlier today, it did suck, yes. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Don't don't act like it was you the worst drafted, draft ever. I was, you drafted two defenses. and um, There were a dollar each, basically. No, like, no. One of them was $2. You sniped Yeah, one of them was the spite. Was it you? Who yes, was it? It was, it was someone, yeah. yes, it was the spite. <laughs> It was so, literally to pick the defense because I know you were watching that stupid hard knocks thing that the Chargers were uh, 
producing, and I was like, oh, he wants them because he's so hard on the Chargers. So, so I was like, then, I'm taking them from him. Not only did you draft two defenses, you drafted two quarterbacks when you already have Russell Wilson. So I drafted three, to be quite honest. I have uh, – what's his face? Deshaun uh, Watson. Deshaun Watson. You're I was okay. 27 counts and counting. I know, right? I was like, okay, this is my logic. Okay, there's a few draft picks I had that I was only looking – to drop a player on someone else. Watson, I thought someone else would put like another bid on. I was like, I right, screw him for $2. It's your problem. And then no one bid. I was like, come on, someone just bid $2. On and no one would take the bait. So that's my stupidity. That one and uh, Henderson. Those are the two that I was most upset by. Dang. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk about Henderson. Yeah. I was pretty high on Henderson. Well, so but. I was just, I was more so surprised with that. That you bid $31 on Henderson. Like, I, I just didn't. I was like, why? Well, you didn't need that. I thought, okay, so I think I think I was going against Toby at the time. I was like, oh, Toby seems like he's all in on Henderson. So I was like, I was just clicking bid just to get him to 35. And after 31, he just gave up. I was like, wait, what the hell's going on right now? Yeah. He was so clicking away and he just gave up. And I was like, oh, God, Man. he's dropping him on me. I was I, like, that's I, my tactic. I wanted to drop him on Toby. Well, I just I, I was like the one you have like an amazing team. You're projected to win. You're basically the Kansas City Chiefs of this fantasy football league. And the only thing that you're missing is a tight end. Like no offense, a good tight end, but I was like, you could have bid like a ton of money for like George Kittle for Kyle Pitts. And I was like, oh, he's gonna definitely want to get one of these top guys. And you didn't. And I was just you spent thirty one dollars on Daryl Henderson. I was like, that's a waste of money. You have Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. And, I was and, like, DeAndre, Swift. and wait, DeAndre, wait, Swift. DeAndre Swift with his injury slash whatever's going on. And, I was not confident. And Damien Harris until after Henderson. Yeah. And Damien Harris. Yes, he yeah. did. Eckler yeah. was my biggest surprise, to be honest, of the draft. Not that he went for 52. I think maybe a little overpriced, but definitely a solid valuation. But after you had four running backs on your roster already, can't believe you drove it up. And then, uh, that was the moment I was like, this is a spite Rishi draft, Nardo. Yes. This yeah. is just like, like an Eckler, F you to the league. <laughs> I was like, Eckler was a guy that I was like, I need a running back that can catch the ball because we're doing what half point PPR yeah. slash run the ball. And I was like, Eckler can be a guy. And then today it comes out that he's questionable. Like what the F has no, to happen? No, no, no. He's not. He's not questionable. None of these guys. So they're just, it's just the injury report. If they're, they're on the injury report as limited practice, they're listing them as questionable. I found this out earlier. Doing, he, he was only doing work on the sideline with trainers. So that's yeah. why he was that questionable. No, I don't know. That's why I saw on Field Yates' Twitter. He's fine. All right. Well, he better be. Otherwise, I'm finding you. I'm going to come over and steal your $107 mic. All right. Just so you don't <laughs> beat you with it. <laughs> that it is pretty big. It would probably do a good job of that. That's right. What did you guys think of your drafts? I was like, how did you guys both do? I was, I felt okay with it. I, I'll be honest. I was a little cash strapped. So mm-hmm. I figured that I had one of two ways to play the draft, which is like, go all out on one or two players and then basically go the Amar route and like have single digits or close to uh, left for the season or maybe a little bit of spoiler here, but figure that if I could leave a little more cap space, there's always going to be at least two or three wide receivers and one or two running backs who are going to explode in the middle of the year and might be worth to spend a little extra on those. And if it's early enough, even get the RFA because it seems like based on Nardo's team, RFA is the way to go. Yeah, I know. Um, so, but and, I have a question for you, mm-hmm. Austin. You made uh, a, quite an interesting trade that upset some people, and Nooney included. Yes. Uh, uh, so Kieran just crashed through his entire budget, and you saved him by basically trading cap space for Miles Sanders. So you traded about what this looks like fourteen dollars, and mm-hmm. Terrence Marshall Jr. 
four mile standards. Like yeah, what? Bucks, three bucks. Yeah. So, so what was the thought process there? Why did you save Kieran? One, I, I bid 18 for him and then Nardo bid 19 and then Kiro came, Kieran came in at the last second bid 20. So auto I pick, wanted him for pick. even 18 or 19 auto pick. You're right. Not Kieran. Um, and so I was willing to pay that much for him. I basically just needed a second running back. I think that was coming into the draft, my biggest weakness. And so I was just like, you know what, if I can take him, and I'm actually spending less money on him now than I would have if I had to pick him. That's true. And so it's like, yeah, Kieran's in a little bit of a tough bind if I didn't make that pick or make that trade. But at the end of the day, my team is significantly better. And I would rather have $21 left for the year or 24. I don't actually know what it is. Zane, uh, I'm, I'm continuing to beef with Zane. Zane messed up my... uh numbers again come on um and uh so yeah so whatever it is i'd rather have 13 dollars or 14 dollars less and have a startable second running back than be a little bit more cap rich and go in with kareem hunt who i like but he's more of a sit him and or start him in good matchups sit him most of the time type of player and yeah, I, I I felt much better having a startable running back. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right. I was like, yeah. I feel like running backs are so highly valued this year. I was doing. Have you guys doing any snake drafts this year or no? Yeah, yeah. I, I did I, one. Actually, in that I, one, I drafted eight running backs, and the whole league is pissed at me. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm serious. That I'm sounds like serious. a very. There's one. like the guy I'm playing against in week one is starting Christian McCaffrey and Jamal Williams. He's he's just oh like <laughs> yeah. So I like, I was doing like, I did. Okay. So I did two with Raish, one by myself. And literally after like two and a half rounds, there's no running back that is worth like much that's around. Yeah. And I was like, it's crazy how quickly that market dries up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the so. thing in, in the, with the cap cap draft that we, that we do, you're able to get whatever running back you need to, as long as you're willing to spend the money. So like I was not with, so for me, my draft, Going in, it was either get Austin Eckler and then fill out the rest of the team, or it was because you know the LA Chargers theme, uh, or <laughs> it was going to be get a bunch of guys that are like good for next year. So Javante Williams was on my list, Travis Etienne was on my list, uh, Michael Thomas was on my list. I did not think I was going to get him for that cheap. I don't know why people hated on Michael Thomas that I got him for six dollars. Um, you mean the guy who's injured? Hey, the guy that next year is not going to be injured and the year after is not going to be injured and is going to cost me and like won't have a good quarterback throwing. Yeah, I was like, who's going to yeah. throw him? Like you're like you're putting a lot of faith into the unknown of the quarterback situation versus. Let me put it this way: last year, Taysom Hill threw to him and he was fine. So Taysom Hill can't even beat out Jameis Winston. What do you mean Taysom Hill threw Wait, to him? Wasn't Drew Brees there? Drew Brees played no. most of the yeah. season. No, no, no. You watch that. Watch the highlights. Taysom Hill played like two of the games and he was thrown to Michael Thomas and it was just like. Mike Thomas is fine. I know Taysom Teddy, Hill's not the starting quarterback right now. Right? Teddy Teddy Bridgewater was also like, yeah, I know that, but doesn't matter what quarterbacks with Michael Thomas, he's still going to be good. That's the whole point. It's like you watch his career, <clears throat> the season that he he broke the receiving record. Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback for like five or six of those games. I, I don't mean, know. I think you're reaching for straws. Like I understand the concept because you took him and the running back on Jacksonville. Yeah, and setting up your team for. Are you going to give him a three-year contract, or are you going to give him just already, So I've already given already. a three-year contract to Etn Thomas and Javante Williams, all front-loaded. Okay, that makes so, sense. I was like, if you had the extra cap space, but I was like, yeah. 
Well, because it was like I said, going in, it was either Eckler or get those type of guys, and then and make sure I had Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon to make sure I at least had the Denver running back effectively whoever is going to get the most snaps. I put them in. But that was how many players do you have signed to long term contracts going forward? It's a good question. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, only seven for now. Six, seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. Okay. So, but like, for me, this year was, like, I was looking to get some contracts. Like, I was trying to get pits and stuff to, like, extend for a few years. But I already got seven players on contract for next year. Like, yeah. there's got to be a point where you have too many players and you can't keep adding contracts. So, I was like. Well, and the problem becomes dropping them, right? Like, if you needed yeah. to pick up another player, it's like, who do you drop? If you have a long-term contract, you can't drop them. I found that out yeah. last year. And I was like, this is terrible. You end up just having to cut them and just get screwed with the cash. Yeah, you you just lose it up. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's what I was like. I was like, I have seven. I was like, I'm right around the half mark on my team being lot, locked up for next year. So I was like, I can't go for too much. That's why I was willing to spend the extra on Eckler and stuff. Cause I was like, I want a few one year guys. Like if they pan out good, if they don't, okay, whatever. At least next year, I still come back with most of my core. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely down with that. I mean, for me, it's just, yeah, I, I learned that last year. You can't, there's a limited number of young and or up and coming players you can keep on a long term contract. Especially because if they are if they're not good the year that you're trying to sign them, they're just basically a bench spot on your team that you can't even use. Like if they're at least if like Travis Etienne he's on the IR, I leave him on the IR the entire season. So, you're gonna drop him, right? Because remember we said that if you have a guy who's no, on I'll, IR I'll off the season. I'll put him on the IR because I could still have a bench spot if I put him on the IR. So But right, why? Like, like why don't you just drop him? He's out for the whole year. Why, and then why? you can free up your IR spot for some yeah. else. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's, that's that was the okay. thing. That's why we had a whole argument in the league this year about <laughs> should you drop a player like that or draft a player and drop. I was like, I was going to totally draft him just to drop him and then just pick up a random player on, you know, free agency. Yeah. Granted, I wasted all my cap, so I only have like 20 hours <laughs> left, but yeah, you know. Okay. So okay, besides- Nardo, going back to your draft. Sorry, real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I ranked my top three draft winners and top three draft losers i'm, in I'm not gonna share time. them but you were on both lists because oh. <laughs> i thought you had a terrible draft just freely spending stupidly but at the yeah. end of the day really? all the players you got are good it's just that your team is already stacked you have no need for any of those players like yeah. you got one serviceable player in eckler and you spent 52 on him which one like i said isn't bad but it's like that's really you already had every position yeah. that you needed to, like to you be- didn't add anything in the draft to be clear, no, but you did take away from everyone else in the league, which is that's the thing. Yes. So wait, um, wait. To be clear, Nardo, just just to clarify, you did that just to screw me over, right? Eckler was a screw you over slash. I wanted a PPR type player because your stupid brother that I hate has McCaffrey, and I was like, Eckler might be the similar vein that's available in the draft. Okay. I literally wanted a player that can catch passes, and I figured with that offense with Herbert in his second year that they will be better. And yeah, to screw you over. I mean, I can't lie. That's what usually always one of my uh, big Thank topics. You. Well, it's you know, <laughs> I play a lot of spite games. I can't lie. I, and I remember what Ashok in the, at some point in the drafts like that's right. Screw you, Rishi. I, I remember hearing that at some point. I don't remember which player it was, but that's uh, the thing though. Like when it comes to fantasy football, like with Ashok not signing, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the quarterback on Buffalo? I'm Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for why you do something. It's mm-hmm. simply out of spite or hatred for certain opinions. <laughs> it's because he's not vaccinated, refuses to be, so he dropped him. <laughs> yeah, 
there's there's no rhyme or reason. And for me, I was literally like, listen, I know Rishi's huge on the Chargers, so I'm gonna just steal him. Wait, not who, only wait, that. Real quick. Yeah, I have to ask, who was it that you wanted? Who was the uh, player that? Yes. You, the so RFA the RFA won? is actually so the RFA ended up actually becoming an RFA. It was Corey Davis, and but granted, the amount that Kieran spent for Corey Davis <laughs> it was a three year deal, seventy five dollars. So twenty, twenty five, thirty. I would. I was nowhere near willing to spend that much. I was like, Corey Davis is a good guy at, you know, basically anything less than $10 in the first year. I was like, I did Corey Davis because, like, Zach Wilson's got to throw to somebody. So I was like, yeah. okay, he, he's a worth, a, worth a shot, maybe not even for this year, but for next year when Zach Wilson, you know, from year one to year two when the quarterback jumps, like, Corey Davis is yeah. still going to be the number one guy. So I was like, oh, I'd like, you know, $15. Corey Davis as a yeah. number one wide receiver might be good. But that was yeah. a ridiculous – Ridiculous RFA bit back yes. here. It was. I was like, but the Jets are going to be terrible for a while, so I don't. Do you think so? I think I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks that come out of this draft. I mean, Tony Romo. That, that might be true, but I think the Patriots and the Bills are still going to be better. The Dolphins look solid. They all have good defenses too. That's yeah. the problem. I just don't see the Jets doing enough as a team overall to be competitive in most of the games that they're in. Yeah, I was like, the Jets usually find a way to like shoot themselves. For like making stupid draft picks and stuff. Like my guess is they went Wilson this year, so next year they'll probably do something really stupid and go like wide receiver instead of just helping build the O line. <laughs> yes, like, that's the one thing. In when it comes to I and mean, this is not just fantasy football in football, like O line and D line matter so much. Like when you look at a team for their like, is it worth drafting this running back? O line's the thing you look at when oh, it comes yeah. down to like yeah. anything of that. Because you come to a garbage O line, you're like, well, what's the point? Like. This guy has no shot. That's why I always I feel like Dallas players are always solid, just because that O line. And yeah. Kansas City, I was so high on Hilaire, which I know you have, Austin. Yes, because that O line, they completely well, what all five starters are new this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then or uh, four of the five, or four of the five. Yeah, yeah. LA, like, LA Chargers, they did the same. They got Corey Lindsley, and they signed uh, some other dudes. So like, like, and then Rashawn Slater, their first round draft pick. So like, they had three new offensive linemen in in, in there as well. So I was just that's why I was like. Austin Eckler, and then you took him for me. I hate you. I mean, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll trade him to you, okay? Okay. Don't worry. Please Just give me half your team, and I'll give you him. I, I would do and that. And $30 next year. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do that. So, hey, so, so uh, you know, we talked about our drafts. Is there anybody, for me, um, I think my favorite draft out of, out of everyone is actually, and I hate to say this, I really do, it was a joke. Um, hmm. out of everyone else that I looked at, I think he had the best. I don't know how he ended up getting some players. Just like he got a lot of quality players, none that were like superstars, but a lot of quality players. I feel like to to round out his team, and then like you know the big trade of Antonio Gibson for AJ Brown just gives him the dual combo of Julio Jones and AJ Brown on the same team. I, I just I don't know. I liked liked how he drafted. I think he got a couple of good deals with that to be able to. To save his yeah. money and, and still get a lot of players, and then of course he drafted Amon Ross St. Brown, as we all know from Jiggy, <laughs> as a god. So, uh, thank God. He Derek, actually, yeah, thank God. Tarek did not let him draft and uh, trade Najee Harris for Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Wait, was he trying I, to do that? Jiggy was trying to. No, Jiggy like, was. I will, yeah, Jiggy was like, I will trade anybody. I'll trade Najee Harris for Amon Ross St. Brown, and, and luckily Andrew Tarek is like. I had my laptop. I we're not doing any of this. Like, <laughs> Thank like, God for like, that. So <laughs> voice of reason. Oh so. my God. I, I thought Ashok had the second best draft. 
So who, um, who had the best draft in your opinion? I thought Tarek slash Jiggy had the best draft. So t- yeah, only Jiggy. because it wasn't objectively the best draft if you only look at the players, but to go from where they were last year to this year, and even just the beginning of the off season and like cutting players, trading players, getting cap space for, or actually giving cap space for RFAs. Like they did a great job in this off season of going from a team, honestly, that last year was awful. Like one of the worst teams, just like way too much money left, not enough players. And this year, like they have serviceable players across their entire team. Um, yeah. And they didn't overspend for anyone. Maybe Najee Harris a little bit, but He's a rookie, and it seems like a trend in this league to overpay for rookie well, running backs. I think part of that is <clears throat> when it comes to draft time, at that point, there's only so many running backs left that people feel like this FOMO, and they're like, oh, I got a bit of them. So. True. Yeah. I agree. I was like, I feel like I feel like they had a great draft. I don't know why. I like Amar's draft a lot, too. Amar's got so many do- like big dogs on like so many key positions. I think tight end is one of the most underrated positions in like fantasy football. And you, you I feel like draft one. Uh, my guy's good enough. Okay. He's serviceable enough. Let's say that. I was like, some of the prices for certain tight ends got a little out of hand after. And mm-hmm. then after shooting myself with Eckler slash Henderson, I was like, I, yeah. I'm going to be a little gun shy so going forward. Omar got, he got George Kittle for $19. Whereas like, yeah. there's some other tight ends that like, you know, trying to look at who like Kyle Pitts, Pitts went, for- went for $31. That was pretty yeah. expensive. Wait, who? Kyle Pitts. He went for thirty-one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was actually the most expensive tight end on draft night. I, actually, Kittle was second most expensive. So I mean, he he did spend some money for him. I mean, in comparison to what Travis Kelsey will be on Gibson's team at forty-five is, is next to nothing. But yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. It's, it's oh. tight end is probably pretty underrated. He did actually get two tight ends. I didn't even realize that he got Robert Tanya for three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? That's ironic. Media is going for him. No, no one matched him in the RFA. Yeah. $3 is too much for Robert Tanyan. Especially yeah. when Nudie could have gotten him for 2 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, way to overpay. But yeah. it's not that bad. I mean, at no. the end of the day, you know, you have Kittle. Like, if he stays yeah. healthy, what are you going to use him one week at most? Yeah. yeah. Like, but even then, I've been thinking I've been thinking about it. It's like, all those small players who you overpay for, like, yeah, you may have overpaid for them, but it doesn't hurt you as much as those big players that you overpay for. Like, OBJ, like Amar got him from nine bucks. I thought that was the best pick of the draft. For nine bucks, he is a yeah. steal. Even if he does nothing this year, like just the threat or the tradeability of OBJ makes him worth only a nine dollar hit to your cap. Yeah. Um, and but like if you look at his previous years, he's he was a monstrous. He had a monstrous contract. So to go from to get to getting rid of that to going to nine dollars, it's like even if he's just serviceable as a third wide receiver. Nine bucks. I think that's that's a great use of money. No, oh, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's like, I feel like you can look at every roster and find players that you think are solid draft picks. I mean, there's obviously players you can find as like being completely ridiculously stupid draft picks, but I think for the most part, everyone did well. Like everyone came out with rounding out their rosters and having cap space. Granted, Kieran has what one or he'll will have what nine dollars going forward. Yeah, nine. Or t- it says ten right now. Like I said, I, like I mean. <clears throat> or actually, sorry, like, like, um, you should have 10. I think he front loaded the contract for DJ Moore. Okay. And I, I mean, think. he's going to always try to play it like, Oh yeah, don't worry. My team is the team I wanted. It's great that I don't have to worry about it. Oh, don't worry. I don't have to pick anyone up. And then I hope he gets screwed over like he did the last few years. 
where he has no quarterback to start because they get injured and now he has no money left. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that happens every year. Uh, I don't know. I, I like. This, this I think it's a good of, season. This is what the the stupid shit Kieran said. There's a lot of stupid shit Kieran says. That could be its own podcast if we had to be. It's true. Yeah. Uh, oh, he only has yeah. one quarterback. Is it Jalen Hurts? No, he's got Ben Roethlisberger. He's got. Ben oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe he spent eight bucks on Hurts and only a dollar on Roethlisberger. I think that makes I was sense. Like, you know, okay, you know what though? I'm keeping Deshaun Watson on my team because I thought Philly was high on trading for uh, Deshaun Watson recently. Yes, if he which, doesn't, which tells he, me just that they're not high on Hurts, especially if they just traded for what uh, Gardner Minshew. Well, I mean, also Deshaun Watson's probably. He's not going to play this year, so he might. I think you think so. Apparently, I, I wasn't reading. Like the legal it's, battles will take at least a year to sort through, and no team's going to want to trade like three first round draft picks if this guy ends up going to jail or something like that. Yeah, but the only reason why I drafted him was okay. First of all, I was not trying to draft him, but the reason why I'm holding on him for a second is, let's say he gets traded. The fact that Goodell or the NFL has not done anything to him, it's on the team to be the one that like you know jer- like. Judicates like, oh, you know, we're not going to start him. We're going to bench him every week. At a point, let's say Houston loses the first game badly and second, they might just be like, you know what, we're going to start him unless the NFL says we're not going, we're not allowed to. So there's a chance he might play. I thought they just did that to kind of get ahead of the PR and look good for the NFL and for the fans. But yeah, but the that's NFL an interesting should, theory. I was like, the NFL should be the one that says, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put you on the what the commissioner list and have you not oh, yeah. even be optioned to play. But the fact That's that they true. haven't even done they that is what tells me, okay, well then, it's the, if the team says he can play, he can play. Because the Goodell's yeah. not stopping him. That's true. <laughs> but we'll see. But they, they're not going to let him play unless they get... The problem is they're not... They, they want like three first-round draft picks or whatever it is. And no team is going to trade for a guy that has potential legal issues until that gets resolved. Yeah, but at the end of the day, even if it gets resolved, let's say like next year... Let's say you get assurance as a team. Let's say you are the GM of Philly. Eagles, yeah. You get insurance that, okay, Roger Goodell said, I'm not going to put him on this commissioner list. If you want to start him this year, you can. You might trade for him to play him for the rest of the year, and then he has to steal six-game suspension next year. Versus, you, what are you going to do? Wait out the whole year of him not playing this year and six games next year? You might trade for him with a smaller package this year, willing to start him. If you if you, if you you decide to put in Jamie Lawrence, you might as well play Jalen like I don't think if you're the Eagles you're just like uh, you want to see what you have in Jalen Hurts you played four games put him in for put him in for 10 games and see what he does and if he's all right then you stick with him I mean but the thing is like NFL teams you never can trust them right no like every time an NFL coach tells you anything don't trust it yeah you take it with like oh we're really high on this player all right well next week he's uh on the bench and like, what happened to yeah. being really high on him? Oh, it's, well, we saw better things in practice. It's, it's gamesmanship with the other teams. You don't want to reveal yeah. kind of what's going on. Yeah. And I think Hertz is one of those prime Hertz. And I think Tua is kind of like in that position where like, they'll probably give him the whole season, but Tua himself, yeah. like he has not shown me anything to impress well, me. The dolphins no. are a train wreck. I mean, right. They, they, in my opinion, they're a train wreck from a management standpoint. Like I think Brian Flores is a good coach, but like from the managing of their player standpoint, they got Josh Rosen, played him for a year then got rid of him, and then they got Tua, and they're like, ah, Tua, and then they put him in instead of Ryan oh, back when he's winning. Yeah. And then and then they're like, ah, screw Tua, Tua sucks. And now it's like, okay, let's get somebody else. I mean, for me, I'm just like, oh, man, maybe Josh Rosen didn't suck, and maybe maybe he'll be – I was talking to Austin yeah, about he this. Sucked. 
I think he's right now he's the backup in Atlanta. And I think next year he will be the starting quarterback for the Falcons. Uh, I don't think that has any relevance on fantasy, but I think he he will be come back in terms of that. And and that's like the Dolphins are just a crap show in terms of their management of stuff. I, I they they have they, talent though. The Dolphins do. have talent. Yeah, they do. That's they the have talent. Part. They just can't manage it to win. Yeah, that's I problem. guess I was like that Waddle pick by them though. Like I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's I very think so too. explosive. Yeah. So I'm hoping Tarek and Jiggy actually give him some sort of long-term contract, at least for one more year. So, uh, speaking of explosive, Saquon Barkley got signed by Toby for $60. Homecoming, went back to Toby's team. I was just like, for me, I, I don't know what you guys thought, but I was like, that seems like a lot of money for a guy that gets injured a lot. I agree. Especially, is, is he out yeah. week one? He's technically playing, he's, but I think they're saying yeah. like he will be in a snap count, so like he probably um, won't like, he might even he might just get like ten or fifteen snaps at max out of the entire game. How much how much did Zane have him for? Eighty five. Eighty five for this year. Oh, never mind. Okay, I was like I was gonna say yeah. is it what better trade for him? But no, mind. Zane I mean, had a stupid contract. Well, still sixty dollars for Saquon, and there was pretty much every other running back went for fifty five or less. I just don't. That's. I mean, that's I the thing though. Like whenever it comes to when it comes to drafts, like the thing is that most of the times when I nominate a player, it's like some guy I think will get bid up. Just to kill people's cap because you know so really same with the RFA. Hard. I'll yeah. throw anyone out there because I'm like, oh, you these guys are like, go for it, have at it. Like I'm just throwing like you know, you know, chum for the piranhas to go for. <laughs> like I'm like <laughs> I don't want him, but I know you guys are gonna have a feeding frenzy trying to bid this guy up. And I think Saquon just got thrown in early enough to where he got bid up that high. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wait, I, we have to wait real quick. Sorry, I, yeah. I just want to make sure because I know Austin said he had the top three and top worst. Uh, teams for the draft, and I want to know this list, so we be, we better come back to this. No matter what we talk about, I want to know because if I'm on both, I want to know how high I'm on both. That's true. <laughs> it's selfish, but I know you, you want to tell you, Austin. You want let's talk about it now. Sure. Okay. Go for it. So you were actually third on both lists. So third okay. best draft and third worst draft. I know. Oh, thank you. So I'm net zero. doesn't work out that way. Yeah. <laughs> so net zero. So I went Tarek and Jiggy first. I went Ashok second and Nardo third. Which one? Best or worst? For best, sorry. Okay. This is best to to still good. And then okay. from the third worst, I, I put Nardo. Second worst, I said Kiran. Um, I think that he could have had an amazing draft, but ending with $1 of cap space is, I think that plummets your overall draft strategy where you can't do anything in the season. He, can't, say, he basically only trade because he can't pick up anyone. Once he picks up a quarterback, he's done. Yeah, and you know what? The the best word I would use for that is arrogant. It's to think <laughs> that your team is so good that you will not have to worry about spending another dollar throughout the draft or throughout the year. And it's like, yeah, yo, you might get lucky, but the name of the game is attrition in fantasy football, and you know every team's gonna get injuries. Yeah, injuries, bye weeks, to flip your roster. There's also yeah, bye weeks. You yeah. need all that, like. You could end up with a team that has five injuries and you had one dollar going into it, and yeah. now you're like, and, Well, what about yeah. yeah, no one's gonna have sympathy for you at all. Oh, I for sure will never have sympathy yeah. for him. So, I hope every single player in this team gets injured <laughs> or so, gets COVID because <laughs> <laughs> that's still, yeah, that, COVID that's is still yeah, very that's big. True. That is true. There's a lot of unvaccinated players, too. That, Zach, yeah, Martin, on the draft Zach Martin is out for the Cowboys because of COVID. So. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you have to have some cash space left over in case something happens. I know you have redundancy with 
play, wide receivers, you know, quarterbacks, tight ends, everything. But by week COVID, boom, now you got to spend a dollar. Like you never know when you'll be in that position. That's true. And speaking of redundancy, that's probably why Gibson drafted another tight end in Rob Gronkowski. He just he needed another yeah. tight end. He's yeah. he's gotten rid of so many. He's like, oh crap! I got to replenish. My <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, speaking of Gibson's team, I do like him getting you know um, Tom Brady as his quarterback. Is I think is a reliable quarterback. To he's going to get you solid points. He's not going to run the ball, but he won't be terrible. Uh, but Deontay Johnson for me, I, I was just like, I was surprised yeah. that he spent $17 on Deontay Johnson. I don't know what you guys thought about that. As in you thought it was too much or too little? I thought it was too much. I thought it was too much. Like Julio Jones went for $19. And I was like, Julio Jones is by far, he's the guaranteed number two wide receiver and he's going to get the ball. Whereas Deontay Johnson is, is not anywhere near Julio Jones level. I Wait, mean, you said Julio Jones guaranteed number one wide receiver? Guaranteed? No, no. He's he's on the on the actual oh. team. I mean, he's going to catch okay. Ryan Tannehill is not going to ignore Julio Jones. I, mean, he's I do think be... that Tannehill regresses though, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Last year was incredible. and that's fine, but he's still going to catch the ball. I mean, like there's so many other wide receivers as well that like went for like Brandon Ayuk went for eleven dollars. I mean, you got um, let's see. But I do think Deontay Johnson is guaranteed volume, and I think that's important. Yeah. Is he though? He's got he's got Juju Smith Schuster. He's got uh, Chase Claypool. He's got Ben Roethlisberger has finished top five in attempts, I think, for the last eight years in a row or something like that. Yeah, but then why? And like tw- ten of the last eleven years. But DeAndre There's Johnson's definitely been on the targets. Team. He's Johnson been on the good team. Last year, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, I mean, I like Johnson. I maybe the price is a little high. I yeah. think I don't like Tom Brady as much, and I'm like the biggest Tom Brady fan out there. But like at a point. Age gets the best of you. And, like, I'm sorry, but we keep kicking the can. And I know I'll probably eat crow at the end of the season when Tom Brady goes for, like, 40 touchdowns and, like, 4,500 yards. But the re- the regression's coming fast. Remember when uh, Brett Favre had his last what, year? Well, no, that's what people have been saying since, like, 2014. Like, ah, when's Tom Brady's last year? When's Tom Brady's last There's no regression. The man is just... Ridiculous. He doesn't. So you think he's going to always be good? That's the thing. Tom Brady has never been athletic. You see the picture of him in Michigan. He's never been athletic. He's just okay. ridiculously effing smart. And he works he on his very craft in like shape him. now, though. He's smart. He takes care yeah. of his body really, really well. Exactly. You don't need to yeah, be athletic to be in shape. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's going to be a point where his body starts failing on him. And it has to Paint Manning last season it. was complete trash. Oof. You guys remember Paint Manning? Uh, he was just around yeah. for his, the ride. His, okay? yeah. his, his arm basically fell off. But he had neck surgery. All right, there's a difference. Tom Brady has not had really any surgeries that would inhibit okay, his throwing. Brett Favre's last season was pretty much trash, too. All these quarterbacks, yeah. when you get over 40, you're at that point where one season you look good and the next season you don't you don't make it work. Tom Brady is well over 40, and I think he's proven year in and year out that he's still great no matter what. All right, fine. You know what? Fine. You're right. Tom Brady's going to be 75 years old in a wheelchair being great on the football field. You're right. He's never going to be How about this? We, My we, apologies. We, we, make a, we make a bet. Tom Brady, what, Fine. what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you think uh, touchdown-wise? How, how many touchdowns do you think you'll get? The current right, over-under now, is 36 and a half. 36 and I just half? looked this up. I think it's the most attractive, one of the most attractive over-under picks to take the under. You think it's I'll under? I'll take the under. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. 30, I'll, under, I'll, under 36 or 100? Definitely. I'm yeah. taking the over on that. I'm, I think the forty the touchdowns only, Austin talked about is is realistic. Are you kidding? No, let's let's. I don't let's, have I don't have Rishi money, but I'll bet you on this. Okay? Let's, let's, all right, we'll we'll bet like lunch. 
Okay, fine. Lunch. Fine, we'll bet lunch, okay? If I win, right. old buddy, you're in for it. We're going to Alinea. <laughs> <laughs> if you win Taco Bell, bro, but if I win Alinea, <laughs> the only thing that's going to work. I, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. Wait, what's the, what's the bet, though? Are you setting it 36 and a half or 40? Yeah, 36 and a half. 36 and a half. Fine. I think he could over? get 40. I'm just saying, like, he might get 39, right? Like, I'm not going not, to. I was like. 39, 40, they're the same. I feel like Tom Brady is one of those things where it's like the bears over under the Cubs over under Vegas over inflates his lines. Vegas knows it'll be under, and then they're going to just juice you up because they know the public's going to take the over. Mm-hmm. So sure. yeah, I hope I win. I hope Matthew Stafford's MVP so you can afford the lunch I want. And then, you know, I hope Tom Brady goes for like 20 touchdowns. Grant, I still love him, but still. And speaking of money, uh, the guy that ended up with at least right now, depending on you know how long term contracts play out and, and who front loads and whatnot, but it looks like the guy that ended up with the most cash base left over is uh, Andrew Litwin, and I'm wondering if his strategy is. I know last year like Tarek had the most cash base, and it was like pretty much known like when James Robinson went down or whatever. I think like it was like oh crap, yeah, he's got him. Like none of us had a chance. We all knew that. I'm wondering if Litwin yeah. is trying. The same strategy of like, oh, let me keep some cap space so that I can pretty much guarantee that when a guy goes down and he's available on the free agent wire that I get him. Do you guys think that's happening or do you think he just had a interesting draft where he just wasn't able to get the players he wanted? I think it's I more think, of the latter. Yeah, I think Andrew usually goes in the draft having assigned value on players and he's not really looking to go too much past it. Yeah. Like, and it, I mean, it p- plays on his benefit that he does have extra cap space for this situation of like, hey, I can attack a player that's going to be good. Like, hey, let's say a top running back goes down. Now I want to go after this other running back who's going to take his place. He has that luxury. But I think even when it comes to those situations, he's going to be kind of leaning towards the cautious side. Yeah. I think I was surprised this year because I, I, I forgot how many players have already gone. But the drop-off between top tier, there was basically like no middle tier players. It was like a, you get maybe a couple top 10, top 15 picks in a in a given category and then given position. And then it was like, all right, here's like someone who's ranked like 30, 35. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really, there's like, there's like a real bad cliff that people fall off of, especially in certain positions. Right. I was running back was like the biggest one for me and tight end. Like after the top ones, it's like, this is like a wasteland. Like yeah. But nothing that, with tight ends, that's always the case though, right? Like tight ends, it's like, oh, okay, there's these top five tight ends and then the rest suck. Like it's like, they're all the same. Yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, that's why I said it's good to have one of the top guys, but at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes you get lucky with players that surprise you. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think wide receiver was way too many out there. Yeah, like every team's got like five that are good. Yeah, I don't know about that. That are startable. Startable. Yeah, startable. Good is different. I mean. There's a difference between like DeAndre Hopkins and um, I don't know Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah, sure. Jarvis Landry is a good that. person. Let's let's be clear. Jarvis, as a Deontay human being, Johnson. he's a great Sorry, person. That was the first thing that came to me, uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, How about that? Throwback. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Callback. Okay, with that. but I was like, there's a big difference for that. But then there's a big difference between like uh, George Kittle and Robert Tanyan. Like you know, like. Yeah. That's like that's like three spots. Yeah. I mean, they look the same, but they're not playing the same. No, 
And that's the thing with the NFL. Like, I feel like I hate the fact that the NFL is going towards defined roles on tight ends. Like, oh, this guy is my run blocking tight end. Well, then we all know what's going to happen to this big, you know, schlub yeah. comes into the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, good teams NFL won't do team. that. Good teams won't no. do that. They won't have players that do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. But if you listen to uh, to my fanboy himself, uh, as I talk about Brandon Staley, like he, he in his press conference specifically addresses, like you cannot be stagnant and stale and expect to do well. So, yeah. Shout out to I Brandon agree with Staley. That. But I don't know. I think I feel like this is going to be one of those NFL seasons where we like usually when you go into the fantasy football draft, you've already come through a lot of injuries in training camp this year. I don't think there's that many. No, yeah, yeah, there weren't. I was surprised. Yeah. And I feel like that's been set up for a lot of injuries. First few weeks of actual well, season. This is, this is the first preseason that there's only three games. And I think a lot of teams basically took the liberty of like basically saying like, I'm not going to play any of my starters. So yeah. I think that definitely, no, but even in practices, I'm sure practices were still relatively similar. There just weren't that many injuries coming out of practice or they were minor yeah. injuries, if anything. True. It's just like really surprising to me on the fact that how like there's never going to be a season where people stay healthy. You know, like it's, it's a contact sport. There's no, there's no like, Hey, I'm going to shield this guy in bubble wrap all preseason. Now he's going to be good for the season. Like, no, he's going to get hurt. And we're going to come to the position where a lot of these guys that we drafted that were like, Oh, my team looks so good. Cause like, all these guys, yeah. You'll lose a good amount. I have no idea. Maybe 20, 30% will get hurt, but it's like, can you weather the storm? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of players that got hurt, J.K. Dobbins, I feel like that was one of the biggest ones. I, I was targeting Gus Edwards. Okay, so my least favorite, or my biggest draft loser was actually me. So granted, I have a little bit more insight, but I was messing around with my headphones, and I didn't notice that the draft had started because there, no, there was no audio, and I, was, I thought it was a Zoom issue. Uh-huh. And so Gus Edwards was my number one like targeted player pre-draft, and he was the first wow, player off the board, and I didn't how even much, notice how it. How much would you have spent on Gus Edwards? I probably would have only spent thirty-two. Probably okay. wouldn't have gotten him. So but yeah, he went different. for thirty-five, right? Yeah, he went for thirty-five. But I might have also been a little more aggressive, knowing. Actually, no, he's the first draft pick. Probably not. But either way, like I missed the first four draft picks, and I didn't realize serious? it until there was a comment about Josh Allen getting drafted and i was like how ashoke didn't sign him so how could he be on a team already that's awesome <laughs> that's yeah a- so that was that was a little miserable on my part oh my wait oh yeah i gotta tell you guys the funny thing so i was i do this league with uh, one of my former coworkers. he's probably like 70 and his it's like his family his friends they're all like 60s 70s they're all old people they do not do online drafts offline drafts are possibly the worst thing in the world to have to go to. I was at this draft. <laughs> I got there at 6. Okay. 6.30 it started. I had the first pick. At 6 o'clock, I just posted Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, guys, we're not wasting time here. I got another draft at 9 o'clock. 8.30 I left. We were in the 10th round. I was like, what is taking us so long? It's 10 teams. How did it take us as long to get this? I was like, never do an offline draft. Oh, my God. I was pulling well, my hair. I, I mean, was driving home while drafting. We're planning to, to try next year. I don't know if we're going to do an offline draft. We're going to try and do a destination draft. Probably do it still. But you know online. what? Offline, like with us, since we're younger, I think it's easier to manage. Yeah, These true. guys, like, it would be like, oh, I want to draft this player. No one would even consider their next draft pick until the sticker was on the board. I was like, <laughs> why do you have to wait to like see the sticker? You know the guy's name. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. it drove me so crazy. Dang. 
Oh, wait. Okay, so let me add the second side story real quick, just on that. Um, when did you guys start doing fantasy football? Like, when did you start Or preparing? fantasy sport. Like, what year did you guys start playing fantasy sport? Oh. Uh, 2005. I want to say. 2006. Yes. Yeah, that season. Football. Whatever that football season was. Yeah, it's probably 2006 so we or playing, for me. We started playing fantasy basketball in 2000, and I want to say it was 2002, 2003, that year. And it was an offline draft. And do you guys, you guys know Sabby, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was, he was the commissioner. This is, I don't know if you guys heard this story. He was nope. the commissioner of this league, fantasy basketball. It was in between classes that he would try to find you with this huge binder head and tell you to make a draft pick. And <laughs> Wait, it, it, took, it took three weeks. <laughs> oh we had done four rounds of the draft. <laughs> Cause he would literally be like, Oh, this class is over. I'm going to walk over to you with my binder Oh, what pick do you want? And then, like, afterwards, it'd be, like, another two periods before you could catch the next guy. And then mm-hmm. at a point, we're like, all right, this is beyond stupid. And they went to Mars, like, basement, and we just did the draft offline on, like, one, like, day off, like, Columbus Day or something. And we're like, this was the dumbest draft we ever did. And at the end of it, people got so pissed off at Savvy, they all started dropping their teams, and Savvy had to just refund everyone their money. <laughs> and that was our first experience with fantasy sports in, like, 2002. I, like, mm-hmm. remember it so vividly. I was like, I was like, this offline draft is the dumbest thing we've ever done in our lives. I'm, I'm very glad that it did not shy you guys away from trying it again. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, I was like, I think Sabby lost his ability to ever be a commissioner. <laughs> he had a three-inch binder that had one sheet of paper in it for his fantasy magic bill. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, like, I still love him, though, in case yeah. he's listening. But, yeah. <laughs> Dang. It was the craziest thing, and I still can't believe it. And I was like... Do you guys remember early in fantasy football when you didn't have stat cast where like you oh, didn't yeah. know how your team was doing until after? Oh my god. I don't know why this made me think of it, because I was like I was listening to another podcast earlier today and the guy was talking about how he started doing it in like ni- late nineties and you didn't even have apps where you had to go to the newspaper, find the stat line, write it down yourself, and then <laughs> confirm with the other team to see if you beat them or something. Oh, wow. like, Man, how far fantasy has come since yeah. we started doing it. Hey, speaking of uh, fantasy modernization, hey, Austin, do you have uh, – I know we were talking about the top three names for fantasy teams. I know oh, that's yeah. That's a big thing now. Yes. Get your top three team names for our league. Yes. You want to list them off? Start with the third, second, and then first. Let's go. Sure. Um, so number three, I'm going to go with a classic, Nooney Tunes. I think it's just like it's Nooney's brand. You could, I could see that name anywhere and know it was Nooney. It's, and it's – it's a good reference. I just feel like it's there's nothing wrong with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm glad you're yeah. stuck with it. I like it. <clears throat> Number two, I'll be honest. I didn't get the reference, and it wasn't until Rishi confirmed at the beginning. I had an idea, but uh, Ashok's Straken with the wind? Straken with the wind? So I still don't know how to pronounce his name. But I realized it was a reference, and I feel like the more Ashok puts references that I don't get, the more impressed of them yeah. I am. I think, I think it's actually uh, so pronounced. Him, hold, on, hold on, I think it's pronounced Strakan with the wind. If that's Strakan okay. with the wind, yes, yes. classic okay. Gone with the wind reference. Yes, but um, yeah, I didn't get it, but I just I just knew it was smart, and so I'd be giving points for that. Um, <laughs> even though, even though, is, even though I was going to say, even though that player, <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody know yeah. who Mike Strickland is? <laughs> no, I feel like he drafted him just for the team name. Well, I, well, he was mentioning he's like the only player from the Bahamas. I remember what I some what somebody else thought Wait, it was. He, doesn't uh, doesn't Ashok usually do a theme for his draft? Yes, he usually. Does, I was going to yes. say my favorite theme of all time has been the Dreadlocks team. I was going to say I didn't Dreadlocks. even realize it. 
that was that was just mind blowing <laughs> that you could yeah. draft a player. I was like, the, I can't believe that the rule for his team was if they had dreadlocks, I'm drafting them. Yeah. I don't, that was a pretty yeah. solid team too. Didn't win, but solid team. Yeah. And then number one, um, I have a feeling one of you isn't going to like this, but it's um, Andrew's team. Hashtag free Reshma. Yes. No, I think that <laughs> I had to take points off for having to group poll it, but I just think it's such a good name overall. And, and I have I a know. soft spot for all the Nardo team themed team names. <laughs> Um, there's just so many, but this one is the best. Yeah, and he um, what was great. It. What was great is his team icon Pro, is yes, his picture is is, is the icing on the cake. The yeah, cherry. I was top. I was dying when I saw that. And I showed Rach, and Rach was like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe this is a thing." And I was like, "Well, welcome <laughs> to the big time here." I was cracking up. Wait, okay, you have to give an honorable mention though to Amar's team, especially when he was okay. trying to put yes. it into the sleeper app. Amar's um, Amar's was fifth, but I said he would. Easily be number one if he stuck with either screamy face or in yeah. parentheses face screaming. <laughs> that was easily my favorite one. <laughs> I was like, I cannot. I hope he cannot figure this out. That was so great. I don't know. I, it's a solid list. I'd probably go with those. I was like, I don't know who my worst team names are, but those were easily some oh, of the best. It's the other person on this call. Ugh. It was much oh, better when he said tricky. worst GM ever. That's, that's I was looking at Rishi's stats. He's second to last in wins and has the worst point differential across our entire history. Hey, it's about the playoffs. That is not the it's about the playoffs. It's about the playoffs. All right. I'm, oh, whatever. I'm middle of the pack in the playoffs. So not the worst. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like you're gonna suck as always, and by week four, you're gonna have to change your name to the dumbest GM like you usually do. Yeah, probably probably right. I hope I can't wait for that. I love this. As long as Tom Brady gets more than 36 and a half, I'm good. Oh, you know what? Okay. Well, we're going to keep track of it. Every single so, week we do this podcast, we're going to keep like a track. Yeah, we should tally. Ta- Tom Brady touchdown tally. That's the right. TBTD tracker. DD yeah, tracker. that's right. The TBTD tracker. TB, I like it. Yeah, there you go. That's going to become go. my team name. TBTD. And hey. Colin and the number of TDs he has. Hey, so so speaking of the uh, rest of the season, uh, I guess we could uh, kind of end the podcast with uh, – each of our biggest storylines uh, heading into the season right now, uh, just one storyline for each person. Um, Let's let Austin go first. Yeah, Austin, Austin, I'll start. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is a storyline that we've been saying for so long, but I think Narda has really changed our league. And this is not a jinxing. I'm honestly just saying this out of respect. I think his team was stacked before the draft. It's stacked after the draft. He still has cap space left over. I think it's moving forward. We're going to be a much better, much smarter league as a result of the way that he structured his money, people who he targets, how to give contracts, how to manage your money. I think that this is like a pivotal moment in the league this this all season. Keep jinxing him, please do. Thank you, but I was like, yeah, I was like, knowing my luck, it's gonna be I lose horrifically to Gibson, as I always do. But I mean, I think that it's one of those things where like I love the fact that people have started growing. Rishi alone has grown by not signing every single player on his team to a contract, it's knowing true. that you need some true. flexibility. Other teams are learning that you do need to find cheap young talent. And I think it does help. Like, I think just the, this league is based off the premise of we're a league that's unique, that you will not see this league anywhere else based off the certain rules we have. And it's the fact that people follow them and like adapt that it makes it more fun. And I think you're right. Like, I think the more active people get, like, I feel like this has been the most active anyone's been in, our fantasy league in ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, so. we had all 12 people at the draft, all, pretty much 
I think, what, 11 of the 12 were on Zoom at some point. Um, it was crazy. I mean. Yeah. I said the second Zoom call, I'm, I'm using my parents' MacBook right now, and they don't have Zoom on there, and I can't download because I have no idea what their Apple ID is to like download anything. That's why, like, once you switch it over and like, oh, log in from this link, I was like, I, I can't do it. I have no idea how to log in at this point. I was trying to email myself the link and stuff to do my phone, but I could not do it. Um, Rishi, what do you what do, what do you think is your the biggest storyline? So for me, my biggest thing is going to be I don't think this year there is a surefire bona fide defense that like somebody could say like, oh, this team's going to be amazing. And I'm looking forward to seeing there's, there's usually always one or two that are like, Oh my God, this defense is a difference maker and they just score touchdowns. Right. So for me, I'm looking to see who that's going to be, whether that's uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, who I love, or if it's going to be Cleveland Browns, the Washington Redskins, who everyone is hyping up. Uh, I think Washington what, football team, that's sorry. a racist. Yeah. Generation. Washington yeah, football Rishi, team, which, which, uh, who, who got here. the Washington football team? I believe they bid what? $6 on them. Wait, get that yeah, out of your Toby, Toby bid $6 on the Washington football team, which, so, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see. For me, it's just, I'm curious to see which defense is the one that is a difference maker, um, especially because I know, like, there was talk before the season of getting rid of defenses and during the draft. I think there were just a ridiculous number of teams that bid more than a dollar on a defense. I think it, it actually makes a difference, and I would say, hey, we don't, we don't kick it out from the league this year after we see kind of the difference that it makes. So, I think so. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I was like, I can't even think of the biggest storyline. I was like, I was thinking for like the NFL. I want to see how, I want to see going forward for next year. Once we have a 17 game season and stats look different, I wonder how people will evaluate talent going forward. Like, someone throws for 5,000 yards. Okay, well, there's an extra game. Like, obviously, it's easier to do. Like, certain stats will look better than they actually are just because the 17th game. And I wonder how that'll play into the perception of players going forward. Yeah. And if, if, uh, if injuries will take a part in, in yeah. a longer season and how yeah. teams rest too. I think that's going to yeah. be a big one. Um, can you afford yeah. to go two games or three games with a player who's on by? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think come playoff time slash the championship game for us, like, you know, the one extra game could still mean that a team has pulled away enough to rest their starters. And now, you know, you're an idiot who spent all your money except $1 <laughs> in the draft. And now you have no one to play because your team's, you know, pulled away. So yeah. hopefully that team gets screwed over. Or if, or if, you know, guys questionable all week and it's like, oh, normally he plays. It's like, well, they got an extra game this season. Maybe they just sit him out and wait him next week because, you know, they're in a situation where they don't need to, like, necessarily absolutely have to win as many games. The more games you add, the less games than you're you matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I like the fact that I like the three divisions of the four teams. Like, Austin, I have no idea how you saw that, but that one division that we have that's going to have like. Yeah. Yeah. The projected standings. Projected. Projected. Be very clear. Those are projected projected. standings, not real standings. Okay. Obviously. Thanks. Thanks. I say that because it's projecting me to be in last. So. But yeah, the top three teams in the league are all from that, from that division. That's true. Yeah. That's like ridiculous. So. I mean, Nooney, you know, he's got a lot of work to do in that <laughs> division, but <laughs> just saying, I, I cannot wait. I want to see Rishi and Kieran crash and burn. I don't know if that's awful to say, but I can't wait. No, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll Is pretty, there any well. team that did crap last year that you think has the best chance to move like to the top? Andrews, Terrence team was like the worst. They got what? One win. They're, they're yeah. By just natural regression. They have to do better. 
Patrick Don't do Barber. Do you think like you think they had the biggest? I don't leap? Think I think they're a playoff so. team. No, I don't think they're a playoff team. I just if you compare the biggest leap, I mean, obviously, I it think was hard because last year everyone was bunched up at the end. It, it's like everyone yeah. was six and seven. I think there's like five teams that were seven and six or six and seven at the end of the season. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the projections, it's the exact opposite. There's nine and five and five and nine and no one in between. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this and might projections be projections mean absolutely nothing, right? Like true, true. Who knows? So I mean. I don't know. I, other than other than Terry's team, I would just pick myself, just because you know I think I'm gonna be awesome. Yeah, for biggest drop off to being the last place team, I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Change my team I can, right now. I can never count Gibby out. I feel like it doesn't matter what I think about his team; he's always in at least the semis, if not champions. That's why I, I, so I, like, I hate him. I hate him so much <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, he always like, is able to make it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so I'll, we'll uh, see. I'll hail Gibson. And with that, um, we're closing in on the uh, one-hour mark. So uh, oh, yeah. any closing remarks, Austin, before we decide to go? That was a pleasure to be here. I know we went a little over, but it was very entertaining, and I hope that people listening yeah, also find it very entertaining. There's, there's, there's no Are you going to come back at some point, over. Austin? I would love to. I would, I would probably do a little it. less research next time. Yes, Try to be please. more off the cuff. Please but I it. liked having the numbers in front of me. Made a difference. Maybe. Yeah, I was like, at least you had stats to refer to. And you know what? When I heard you were coming on, I was like, I got to create like a trivia game or something for Austin to go against like a show. <laughs> One time we're going to have Ooh. you just both come on for like a five minute <laughs> guest appearance. Just do a football trivia battle. I just want to see who knows more. I mean, Rishi is an idiot, so yeah, he's true. not going to know anything. You know, that's why I read the questions that has the answers next to me. So, yeah, even then you read slow, so you probably get them wrong. That's true. And with I that, finally changed my team name, but it looks like. TBT Doe, so I'm going to try to change it to find a zero next to it somehow. I was like, I'm making it happen somehow. But it was a pleasure talking with you guys tonight. Hopefully people enjoy the podcast. And tomorrow's the official start of the season, so let's see yeah. how this goes. I'm Cowboys ex- and Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. Who do you guys got? Bucks. I hope the Cowboys lose. I am not a fan. I mean, really? I'm yeah. A, I'm a fan of the Cowboys, but I think I'm also not a fan because I don't have any of their players in any league I'm in so far. So that's the one team I am like, I can safely jinx into crashing and burning. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're right. Cause I, I hate the Cowboys, but I have a uh, CD lamp. So I need him to do well, but I need the Cowboys to suck. Cause I just hate what's his face. Jerry Jones. All right. Fingers crossed everyone, but CD lamp crashes and burns tomorrow. Thank you. I don't know who I'm playing this week. But I hope I kick their ass. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Pleasure talking to you this week. Yeah. Have a uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What is this, Truman Show? You're feeding into Kieran telling us we have no idea how to exit a podcast. There Just be like, all right, guys, good talk and have a good one. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>